With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radio. This thing right here is for my people's in the Yes, yes, today. Yes, yes, today. You know, as we start this show, this one might be. There is a pause throughout the stadium as this man sounds like he just coughs up a lung. Just looking around, the jumbotron shows and pans the cheerleaders, and as it goes down each cheerleader's face, each one breaks up into laughter, which at this particular time destroys half the stadium. The other half is still trying to figure out what the hell just happened. Does this guy need uh, CPR or something? And then at that particular time, I lost it. Devon Yes, 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 today. Phoenix is another place. They got a great uh, training staff. I mean, they, they were able to breathe life back into Shaq. And if you can do that, then the people talk a lot about their training staff. Yes, today, you know, as we start this show, this one mic. All right, welcome to RSG One Mic, uh, our podcast where, you know, we uh, take you into the cypher and, and mix it up. Uh, tonight, we are going to be continuing our our uh, NFL preview of each division. Tonight we're going to be doing the NFC South and West uh, previews here in about 10 minutes. Uh, so stick with us as we get to the opening right here. Uh, but, again, welcome to uh, Real Sports Guys. Uh, you can catch all of our content right now on realsportsguys.com. If you want to listen to our previous podcast, just click on the podcast tab, and you can listen to the most recent podcast. You can go all the way back into the archives, listen to some of our early stuff if you knew. Uh, we got a lot of great content we're building on that on, on that website. Uh, we have some blogs that we, we're posting up there. We got all kinds of stuff going on. But tonight, you know, on the eve of of the, the Hall of Fame ceremony, now we we, we ain't got no tos out there doing their own ceremony. Everybody gonna be there this year. Everybody gonna act right. If they are alive, they're gonna be in the house. There's gonna be no clowning in this group, and we got a special group coming in. And so, you know, football's in the air. That's kind of like the official opening of the football season. So it's good that we're going to be uh, continuing our preview, working our way up to our Super Bowl predictions. And so we talk about the NFC South and the NFC West. And so that's going to be interesting kind of stuff. And uh, we're going to get into that, um, you know, because, you know, the NFC uh, South is going to hinge on one shoulder, and that's Cam Newton. Whether that shoulder's good or not, we never know. That shoulder can dictate a lot of stuff. Uh, that's going to happen in that South. If, if Cam's feeling good with what they did on that defense, and so I'm, it's going to be interesting here with my, my colleagues who I'll bring out here uh, in a minute <clears throat> and what they think. Uh, and on that West, it's whether that the Rams got that Super Bowl hangover. You know, there's there's that, that, that trend of that team that loses the Super Bowl 
is so such a hill they climb only to lose. Um, it's sometimes hard for teams to bounce back. Uh, but they've energized in some ways, and they've tweaked, and, 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 and uh, McFay came out with his, 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 uh, his uh, you know, I, I'm going to take all the heat on myself. I got our coach kind of statement to kind of free up his guys, and so we're going to be interested to see that. And then down in Arizona, they hired a, a, a runway model who, who had an under 500 uh, coaching record. So there's going to be a lot going on with this one, this podcast. we got a lot to say, and it's going on. But i got to start with my boy, uh, you know, old school, my man in the pick and roll. I, I, all i got to do is feel for him now. I just know where he is, uh, my man Hank. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, D, and I wanted to say uh, happy August to everybody out there. We're now into the dog days of the summer, and football is back. As we sit here and we do this podcast tonight, the Hall of Fame game is now being played, and Denver is playing Atlanta, and NFL action is on. What that means to all of you football fans is that from this point forward, there is going to be football played from now until about the second week of February. Don't get it twisted, whether it is preseason football, going into college football, football is officially back. Yes. And Denver still looking for a quarterback. So I digress. <laughs> That's um, right. <laughs> it's like Elway come, Elway come out of there, lip lip on down, and you can run the team on the drill. Uh, but we'll talk about that when we get to the uh, to the AFC West. We got the youngin in the building, man. Fresh back from Baltimore. Fresh back from the big fight, uh, the debut for my man uh, Javante Davis. You know, this, this is my man's first. First time being on the scene, being out, being on the site in the boxing scene, uh, in, uh, as as a uh, as a member of that RG family. What's up, youngin? How was your trip? Oh, it was good. I'm glad to be back home, but it was nice to be out there. Um, but uh, it's it's nice to be back. And we have, in, in, in addition to that fight, we have some more news in the in the world of boxing. I don't know if I should spoil it or not, but um. I'm going to do it anyway. Canelo Alvarez has been stripped of a, as yet another championship. Because he, was, uh, cause he uh, um, the, the talk of, they broke down between him and his mandatory, Devin Shanko pretty much, and between him and the IBF. So he has been stripped again. So Canelo really only has one belt now at middleweight, and that's the WBA. So that kind of clouds the picture up a little more. Well, that's just another. Well, you've been on that Canelo you know, thing, man, from, from the jump. You, you've been on that Canelo thing from the jump. So, you know, we 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 we, we gonna ride with you through this one and, and, and watch it unfold. <laughs> and uh, if you want to hear us get deep, on just, it, check us out on the boxing moment. It just yeah. dropped a couple hours ago. It's breaking news. Yeah, see that? You know. You, you fresh on the news, man. You fresh on the news. That's why. That's why we got you in that box in the ring, uh, doing that. But right now, we are gonna get ready to talk about other kind of fights. That kind of fighting that's gonna happen on the field if if things don't go right with some of these teams. That kind of fight people gonna get mad about in the locker room. You know, everybody gonna be clowning. It's gonna get serious, and we got two divisions where it's gonna get really serious right now. This is this is you know as 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 uh, uh, as they say in Oakland. This is about family business right now. Folks are, folks are going to be uh, getting serious right now because 
You know, everybody thinks right now, everybody thinks they got a chance. All the teams think they have a chance. And so, you know, that's why it's so exciting to kind of do these previews. So we're going to start with the NFC stop. Now, one of the things how I try to frame this up, I try to kind of set the context uh, before uh, we, we, uh, we get into it. And so I always like to set the context before we get into the cipher to kind of get us really warmed up uh, with, with each of our teams. But, you know, before I really do that, I must officially uh, kind of get us in uh, to the cipher. Welcome to the cipher. We're going to go in. We're going to be focusing on the NFC uh, 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 South and NFC West. Um, and I'm, I'm going to first go through the team, kind of set the tone uh, for the teams, kind of where they fit in the overall power ranking. And these power rankings vary depending on, you know, who, who you draw from, but some are really consistent. Uh, most power rankings have uh, New Orleans. Ironically, it's between New Orleans or a certain um, uh, power rankings have New England uh, as number one. But um, yeah, New Orleans is, 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 is the Saints are viewed as, as, as probably the number one uh, power rank team in the NFL. Um, and, and that was going to be in dispute until they, until they, they signed the $100 million man, which I'm sure uh, folks will get into. But last year they had a 13-3 record. Uh, right now, the position, the over/under for them this year is 10.5 wins um, uh, in terms of their ability. When you look at um, some of the highlights in terms of their schedule, and I'll let you know, we'll get into the more the team um, uh, later on. Their 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 um, their schedule difficulty record is probably about 22nd in the NFL. Um, when you look at their schedule, the easiest uh, uh, stretch of their schedule. Um, uh, is probably at uh, probably around. They got a home game against uh, Week Eight against the Cardinals. Um, they have um, probably a, a kickoff the stretch where they have um, uh, they have like uh, if you look at Week Eight they have a bye and they play the Falcons. You know at the Buccaneers uh, they have the Panthers, um, which in terms of um, and most of those games are at home uh, with the with the with the Buccaneers on the road. Uh, their toughest stretch uh, for the Saints, uh, when you look at what they have going on, um, is uh, they have like a four-game uh, stretch that includes, if you look at week one, they kick off against the Texans. Um, then they play at the Rams. They play Seattle. Uh, and then they play the Cowboys. And so, you know, coming out the gate, they they have some tough games. But um, uh, they play at the Rams. The other games are, are at home where, you know, they – they're pretty. They're pretty successful playing at home. If you think about that as a tough stretch, with, with most of those games being uh, at home uh, in the dome. So, uh, from a scheduling standpoint, uh, they 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 were they're 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 in, you know, you think pretty decent states, uh, 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 pretty pretty decent decent uh, position if they can get through that first four game stretch that they have at the beginning of the, of the season. The next team, the highest ranked team in their division, is Atlanta Falcons. Uh, last year they were seven and nine. Uh, the over under for them this year is eight point five uh, wins. Um, you know Atlanta's been that team where people have been waiting. They, they made that playoff run. All they had to do was get a couple first downs. Uh, Dan Quinn needed to just ground and pound the ball, and they would have had a Super Bowl. 
but then the wheels fell off, and Tommy the Great did it to him again, and they kind of just been reeling. Um, but they have, you know, the great Julio Jones. They've made some moves, and I'm sure the guys will get into that. Uh, they have the 16th ranked schedule um, yeah, in the uh, in the league. Um, when you think about the holiday season for them, um, and around getting into the, the the month of December in terms of that stretch run, uh, you look at the four weeks that are probably viewed as their easiest. Um, the, they have the Panthers uh, in, in in week 14 at home. Um, they had the 49ers at home. They had the Jaguars week 16 at home. They have at the Buccaneers. That's assuming that these teams, as we start to go through, don't uh, uh, people are basing this on how they performed last year. But some of these teams um, have made some drastic changes um, and will be much better than they were last year. But those teams, their, their toughest um, uh, stretch right now, uh, if you look at it for them, is they got to play. Um, uh, uh, they got to play New Orleans in uh, week 10, um, you know, kind of following a stretch they have, like from week 7 through 10. Um, in that, they have uh, they have a home game against the Rams, um, and they have a game against, the, uh, against Seattle in that stretch. So they have, you know, you have some teams where that's really going to be, um, you know, people are going to be really trying to jockey for either playoff or wild card spots. The Panthers, you know, a lot of this is going to come down to, you know, what's happening right now with, with Cam Newton. Um, they, uh, last year, were 79. Obviously, they came out the gate pretty hot. They're over under eight wins um, this year. Um, uh, and, um, you know, uh, obviously, a lot of that's going to depend on what Cam and some of the other things coming together uh, with it. Uh, when they look at their, their easiest stretch, uh, they play the Buccaneers in week two, uh, Cardinals week three. Uh, Texans in week four, Jaguars in week five, and then they're back at the Buccaneers in week six. That, that game's in London. Um, so, uh, it, you know, that that's a stretch that can, you know, make you feel good and feel a little bit healthy about it. But a lot of that depends on um, what's happening with uh, uh, with some of those teams. They also have games against, you know, obviously against Jacksonville and, and with Arizona and the Cardinals who are starting, you know, two new quarterbacks in two new systems. Um, their rough, their rough, their toughest uh, stretch run will probably start in week 15. Uh, they play the Seahawks, they play at the Colts, and they play the Saints. So when you look at it, uh, uh, the the, uh, the um, Carolina Panthers have a, a pretty decent schedule. Then you have Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I believe is the enigma in uh, in all of the NFC um, in terms of you know, what they have and what they could do. Um, also, you have Bruce Arians, who is you know there to try to you know, and he's 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 the kind of guy who's not only turned quarterbacks around, but he did an excellent job in turning the Cardinals around. So we'll see what he can do uh, here in Tampa Bay. Um, when you look at uh, their schedule, to 20th rank in terms of difficult, 26th rank in terms of difficulty. Um, their easiest stretch, um, the, uh, the Bucks. Uh, Open uh, at home against the 49ers, uh, which you know, Garoppolo is you know uh, coming off of uh, um, ACL, and, and you know that's really the first start. Uh, and they're coming east uh, on that. That's a home game, um, so that, that there's an opportunity to open up, um, you know, on a uh, pretty successful uh, kind of run after that. Um, and then um, I think they have um, uh, a a week two a Thursday night game. In Carolina, 
Uh, and then they have 10, 10 days to prepare for the Giants. So you know, when you think about Arians trying to put together his team and trying to get them off, he has some time to have an opener, do some corrections, get them ready for another game, do some corrections, in some ways not really have a kind of a preseason view at it, but have a little bit of a preparation time to kind of make adjustments before getting into a, a rough stretch um, where, they, you know, they'll face some teams, uh, you know, uh, later on in the season and hoping that they So when you, you look at kind of their rough stretch, they play the, you know, the Rams in week four, they're at the Saints in week five, and then you go to London against the Panthers, and then they have a bye, and they come back against the Titans, and then they're at the Seahawks. So those first three games in terms of making corrections and trying to solidify whatever they're going to do offensively will be important as they go into that kind of middle season run uh, that could determine ultimately where they position themselves uh, moving towards the end of the season. So that kind of just kind of sets a little bit of a context uh, with this. You know, um, we have a couple of questions that are kind of guiding our conversation. So I'll probably start – I'll start with Hank and then move to um, to uh, 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 to uh, Darnell. Hank, we're going to start – our first question is, who do we think is the most important player to his team in the division here in the NFC South? Who, who would you say is the most important player his team and division. Well, you know what? I'm going to go a little bit off the board here, okay? So I know that the obvious question for most of us would probably be um, Cam Newton because of that shoulder. But I'm going in a different direction, and I'm going with Jameis Winston. And I'm going to tell you why. Because what Tampa Bay has done, Tampa Bay has basically said, okay, we are going to sell our souls and, and, and ride or die with, the, with, with uh, Jameis Winston. Okay, and when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when you look at that, that's that's really not a bad football team over there. Okay, um, and the schedule can can if they if if Jameis plays up to his potential, which which I know you and I had this conversation a little while ago, uh, the about about Jameis Winston, that if he plays up to his potential, now all of a sudden you've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming out the blue. Okay. But but this is a this to me is probably one of the toughest uh, divisions in football. Okay, you have uh, the Cam Newton factor, which what's going on with, with Carolina. That's a good football team. It's a couple of years removed from the Super Bowl. Uh, we know about the Atlanta Falcons, and 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 clearly the new uh, New Orleans Saints who got jobbed last year. But my point is that Jameis Winston and what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be if he does not contribute, if he does not get it together. Now, you're looking at Tampa Bay going to have to start all over again at the quarterback position. And, you know, uh, 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 was it Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think his name, was, was the quarterback was getting it in for a minute, okay, but, uh, you know, his star faded pretty fast. So here it is, okay, it's Jameis' team, and what is he going to do with it? All right, good, good, good analysis. We'll come back um, and, and kind of – Tease that and get everybody's uh, uh, prediction for that question on the board. Let, let me go to you, Darnell. Who, who do you think is uh, the most important player to his team? The most important player in the division, the most viable player in the division, I think is the obvious choice of Drew Brees because um, he the um, because the hope that the New Orleans Saints. Um, can go to a Super Bowl, which I think, um, which I'm pretty sure everybody 
every team has aspirations of making the Super Bowl. But in my opinion, the only team that really has a legitimate shot of being a Super Bowl contender is the um, New Orleans Saints and the most important player on that team is Drew Brees. So in my opinion, he is the most important player in this division. It's Drew Brees. And he and another thing about Drew Brees, he was the number two player pick on the NFL top one hundred that came out last week. Well, we know about that because uh, uh, we heard a couple of players complain about their positioning. All right, my my, my everybody's coming out getting mad at their homeboys for not getting them ranking them higher on on the stuff. So that's a whole another conversation for us at a later date. My most important player in the division is Cam. Oh, Cam, Cam. Thank you, going to sing on this thing. But I, hey, it's Cam Newton, man. When he was early that season last year, you know, Cam has had three winning seasons since he's been in Carolina. I mean, that's a hard thing to wonder. Like you think he had more winning seasons, um, but if if um, he has Norv Turner, I think Norv has got him in the rhythm. Part of what Norv couldn't do anything with was you know how to work with him with his hurt shoulder. But you know, I think Cam and I, I would slash McCaffrey, but I think Cam's ability to uh, be comfortable with just orchestrating that offense with the additions they made on defense can can take this team over the top. Um, and, you know, it feels like Cam is really buying into what North Turner is putting out there. Um, and you have those moments in your career where, you know, the mortality of your career is in front of you. And those are sometimes the big transitional moments. And, um, you know, uh, you know, Cam has that ability uh, to to really drive a team and get them to where they need to be. Uh, but when he's not out there, um, you know, they uh, can really struggle. And so, you know, I, I, I like the picture that y'all put out there, but I just think that um, when when Cam is Cam, you know, uh, against some of these teams that they have in those divisions, he's the difference maker for that team. Um and in some ways, he opens the game up so much that um, will allow somebody like uh, McCaffrey, who I think is Christian, is, 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 is can, can can go next level, um, uh, really make them explosive. And so, yeah, I, I pick Cam, but you know, I like I like the rationale y'all put uh, on y'all position. I think this league, this division, because of all of the because of uh, some of the the faults of many of these teams, wherever, however you look at it, um, they have some players that they can't afford to lose. You know, just some of the, you know, from you could make a case for Matt Ryan, you know, uh, Julio Jones. I mean, this this division has so many, most of those teams are so dependent on that one cod, uh, like Drew Brees or Jameis doing what he's supposed to do, more so I feel than any of these other divisions. Uh, because each of these teams, with the right person stepping up, like if, if Jameis steps up, Tampa could be huge, um, and it could be a surprising team. And the same thing with Drew, Drew Brees. And Drew Brees is himself with uh, the pieces they've added, uh, they, they're going to be a problem. So uh, this is when it comes like the, the, the most important player in the division. This, just looking at the division, you could, I knew we were probably going to have three different people um, uh, with that. Um, when you think about the breakout uh, 
first uh, of the season. Maybe I'll start. Mine is someone we just talked about is Jameis Winston. Winston. And part of why I think he might have a breakout year is because of, uh, of Coach Arian. This is a coach who's worked with Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, and Carlson Palmer. Most of those guys, those guys are different in a lot of different ways, but he's had success with them. Uh, on top of it, uh, Winston, you know, in his fifth year, is has thrown a, has a franchise record uh, in terms of touchdown passes, 88. When you look at his first five years, he's got some incredible numbers compared to other quarterbacks' first five years. But his biggest issue has been availability, all the other stuff he's been involved in. But he's shown the ability to to really be elite. He just needs somebody to be focused. And, you know, these two go back to, uh, you know, football camp in Alabama where they met for the first time. And so they have a unique relationship. And Arians has a unique way to connect with people, particularly players like this. And so um, – you know when Jameis is focused, he can put some numbers together. And he's highly motivated. He hears the word in the streets. And I just think he's going to have a breakout year. So uh, let me go to you, uh, Darnell. Who do you think will have a, a breakout? My breakout player, my breakout player is uh, Calvin Ridley from the uh, Atlanta Falcons. He's going to be uh, – yeah, I believe the Falcons are going to make a big jump this year. And Calvin Ridley is a guy. He's playing at the Julio Jones. He's playing with um, – He's playing with Matt Ryan and Devontae Freeman. He's going to get um, – he's going to come into his own this season. Last year was his rookie year. He's been working hard. He's been working with Julio, and that can't possibly hurt you as a receiver, working with Julio Jones. So I believe Calvin Ridley, and that's going to be my breakout player this season. That's a good one. That's a good one, man. That's a good one. Hank, who do you have as break, have a breakout season? In the I'm thinking Alvin Kamara. And the reason why is because I'm looking at uh, the New Orleans Saints, and I just don't think that they can continue to lay heavily on Drew Brees. He's getting older, and they're going to have to be able to establish a decent running game. I think that 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 that, that if you watched the NFC uh, Championship last year, uh, they were devoid of any sort of running game that that that, that I thought um, uh, scared the Rams. And I think that they're going to have to do a little bit of more of that going into next season. So they're, so they're going to have to get the ball to this young man from Tennessee. So I'm going with Alvin Kamara. Yeah, man. It's, you know, it's been interesting. I've been watching, like, all this talk about, you know, uh, Melvin Gordon and running backs and everything else. And so I went back, looked at the last three years, two categories, uh, total yards and scrimmage and all-purpose yards. You know who the top? five or six people on those lists were, what positions? Running backs. Mm-hmm. So the way they brand these guys, this is why I think it's important about somebody like Camaro. Like, they totally disregard what they do as receivers. <laughs> right? Like, they, they totally, like, these guys, and so part of what these agents are going to have to do is reframe the argument. Because when you look at, I looked at all the way back to 2016, top 10, top 20, all running back. Everybody talking about running back by committee, no, all running backs, like like one or two receivers, right? One or two whatever. So this 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 narrative that's being put out here has been an interesting thing. So when you put Kamara in there, that's what we're gonna see. You know, Drew gonna make the money, 
they're going to run Camara as long as they can and not pay him. But, but that is what you see statistically, you know, and you don't see all these other positions creeping up like that at all. So these agents going to have to reframe them. All the yards from scrimmage, all purpose yards. They got to start, re- you know, and that's what you saw with, um, you know, uh, uh, with Le'Veon. That's what Le'Veon was saying. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a lead receiver as well as a running back. So there there is there's an extra fee for that, <laughs> right? I ain't just running. I'm saving you from even having a spot receiver, right? So exactly. a, I'm glad you put the mirror out there like that uh, because I think he fits in that category. So, uh, so Darnell had Ridley, and then you had Kamara, and I had James. Again, man, this, 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 I look at this division, man, there's so much activity happening, it hurts your head. <laughs> like, you know, this is what, you know, these other ones. Let me just about. add again like, before you move on. This, this, you look at this division, okay, there's going to be some cannibalization going on in the, in the NFC yeah. South. Okay, it's going to be hard when we get to the point about picking um, playoff teams because these teams are going to take each other out, okay? And and they really are. And, you know, their records may not indicate how good these teams really are. And these teams are going to be snipers to other NFC uh, contenders. I mean, they are, they're, they're some good teams. We're, we're talking about it. So it's going to be interesting when we start talking about the playoff piece. Yeah, I mean this this is this is this is this is crazy. Like it's gonna get this get this is gonna get crazy right now. We go to this next category. The team that's gonna the team that's gonna underperform expectations. Right? Like when you think about who's and I you know, I'm I'm going back and forth even with the team I got on this list. <laughs> you know, I I had a team here but by the time I get to see I might have another team by the time I say it. So, because this this is going to be quick. So I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with you, Hank. Who do you think will underperform expectations? Uh, and I hate to say this, okay? I absolutely hate to say this, but I think it's going to be the Atlanta Falcons. And the reason why I say I think it's going to be the Atlanta Falcons is because I think it's going to be that schedule. Um, you know, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, a solid football team. I know we were talking about we're talking about uh, Julio Jones, and we're talking about Matty Ice and Devontae Freeman. Okay, they're, they're going to be they're going to be a team of record, but that schedule that they got is brutal. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. The schedule they got right now is, is what it what concerns me about Atlanta. Okay, uh, they start they start with the Vikings, then they got the Eagles. Okay, then they then they get a break. Okay, for a few weeks. Then they go to the Rams. Then they got the Seahawks. Then they got the Saints. Then they got the, they got like I said, they're going to cannibalize each other. But those first two games, you know, they start off zero and two. You know, they 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 they're going to they're going to put themselves up tight. So that alone, and then you know, again, well, I'm looking at other teams that, that you know that they they're going they're going they're going to struggle a little bit. So just alone the schedule is, is the reason why I picked them. I think they're going to be a solid team, but that schedule is is, is brutal. Yeah, and, and they got the only coach I would say who doesn't have job security right now based on that Super Bowl performance. He's still living that down, right? So how mm-hmm. if you have a slow start, how does that then, you know, 
you, you got Thomas Dimitriov, the general manager, going to be like looking over your shoulder. So they can't afford, like, if you talk about, they got the only coach who's got that kind of pressure. So, yeah, I mean, that's going to be interesting. They got all, and they, 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 they got, to, they gave them everything they need to win. He ain't winning at the level they need to. So that's going to be interesting. All right, Darnell. All right, so like, like, um, Hank said, this is, this is a tough, this is a tough decision because, um, even though I thought at the beginning that, um, the Saints were really the only, um, Super Bowl contender in this on this list. But looking at it, I think Atlanta's going to be really good. Uh, Carolina has the possibility of being really good as well. So they, they're going to count, they're going to cannibalize each other, like you said. But um, given that, give, like with all things said, I'm going to have to pick the Carolina Panthers because um, Cam Newton's shoulder, his shoulder issues is, um, is, um, I don't want to say it, it's it's concerning to me. Um, he's a guy I like very well, um, much as a quarterback. I believe in him and his ability, but if uh, if he can't stay healthy, I don't know if their plan B is good enough to um, to stay on track. So I'm gonna have to go with Carolina, even though I believe they should be a very good football team. And I like the addition they made on on the, on the defensive side as well. Yeah, I think they added. I, mean, I was, yeah, I was going back and forth between that. Wow, man! So I'm gonna go with the pick I said because this is gonna be blasphemy. But I had one like that last time too, didn't I? Um, <laughs> I think the Saints, man. I think the Saints because. In the Campbellization, the one team that's got the bullseye on his back, that everybody thinks is a big dog on the on the block, is Marvin. All of them get up for them. And although they got all the pieces, you know they they had to give they had to give uh, Thomas all that money because they don't have any other receivers, right? And so you know, listen, the, let me say this. You know, I I would I would I would have picked New Orleans. Had they probably gone to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots, but how they lost that game at home last year, I, I just feel that they're going to have blood in their eyes. I, 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 that's the only reason why I would I wouldn't have picked them that time. I, I just think that they, they got so they, so they got home. Right, that's two years in a row. At some point, Cinderella Clippers, that glass slipper breaks on on uh, on uh, 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 Drew Brees. Yeah. Think about this: is is that all these cats? Carolina's defense ain't gonna be a joke. I mean, just in, in the division, everybody's had to figure out how to get, how to figure out how to improve their defense and defend New Orleans. This is, and we, we are, I think they're gonna make, they're gonna be a wild card, which means they might still make a run to the playoffs. I think they're gonna have a, 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 a run. I could be totally wrong. They either gonna do this or they're gonna win thirteen, fourteen games. But you know, mm-hmm. I, I think. I think, I think Carolina. Thing, I think Carolina's defense is going to be hollow. I think it's going to be sick. They might lose twice to them. I think defensively they're going to be sick. I think Atlanta is. I think the thing about even though we we, we see Atlanta slipping, 
But Atlanta could be flipping the way we say once we right? The schedule you talk about, they could beat New Orleans twice. Like, that's the, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing about it. They could be losing everybody else and still beat New Orleans. So I just, I just think that, that I, just think, I think it might be a wild card team surprising. Something might happen. Like, so if Kamara gets hurt, that's really, really going to hurt them in a lot of different ways. So, but Kamara, uh-huh. you know, so I, I just think this, this is part of the stretch because you can, everybody else you could probably make a case towards. I just got a feeling they're going to come back to the meeting. That division has been so crazy over the years. There have been years where the, the champions come out of nowhere. Right, and I that's just true. They not come back that's, that's just my only my only uh, thought on that. So I put New Orleans down there. You had the Falcons and Young. And who did you have again? I had Carolina. Carolina. Well, one thing I want to add about um, Atlanta is we, um, we're all talking about the offensive side of the ball with Julio, Calvin Ridley, um, Devontae Freeman, Matt Ryan. But what a lot of people forget is, is last year they had a very in, injury-riddled season on the defensive side of the ball. And if you look yeah. at it, you have guys like uh, Keanu Neal that was injured, um, Deion Jones was injured, and um, the Falcons, their defense is a defense that is geared towards the, um, the new NFL, the way the NFL is going. They have a lot of speed guys at every position. You have guys like um, yeah. you have guys like Deion Jones that can close sideline to sideline. You have guys like um, Keanu Neal that can cover um, all the way around the field. So uh, you have extremely fast points with Robert Alfred and um, Trufant. So I think they should be really good this year. And I don't want to downplay yeah, what, just... um, what, the, what the Panthers did. They they, um, they added Gerald McCoy, which is arguably is probably the best player on the Buccaneers team that they didn't want to pay. They didn't want to pay. And so he's going to make them pay. But <laughs> that's why he stayed in division. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little concerned about that with my, my, my prediction he's going to overperform. But who y'all got who's going to overperform? We'll start with you, Darnell. Hello? Who, who's going to overperform? Oh, who's going to overperform? Oh, yeah. man. It depends to me on what expectations are because I'm seeing um, Atlanta. I think it's going to do really well. I think um, Kansas is sleeping on Atlanta. Like you said as well, Carolina, even though I said Carolina can underperform, I mean, they're gonna, they can underperform. They can overperform as well. With that defense, and if they can get enough offense to get on the board, their defense is going to be able to hold people. They, um, they're going to be very tough. But I'm going to roll with Atlanta again. That's, that's my theme for the first half of today's show. And the Atlanta Falcons. They're going to overperform. There you go. And I'm going to go out and win the wild card. You on the ATL all the way live. All right. Hank, who you got? Who's going, who going to outperform those? Now, see, there, there you go. He wouldn't have picked Atlanta if I hadn't picked him to underperform. You know, these these these, these <laughs> are going young. Anyway, <laughs> I'll take oh, Carolina. Man. I think it's Carolina. I think that, and for reasons that Daniel said, I think their defense is formidable. I think that Cam Newton. See, people forget that Cam Newton is a is, is a is a is a physical specimen. Okay, and um, I think that it, that they're 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 working on him right now. I think he's going to be ready. And I think that this team. And again, you know, you, now you got Christian McCaffrey back there. 
Okay, that's another weapon that they can keep Cam Newton from just running as much as he was. And they and if they, if they fortified the offensive line so he wasn't just getting smacked every doggone time he dropped back. But I think this is a team that, you know, as you stated last year, they, they started off strong, then they, they they hiccuped a little bit. But I think that this is a team that you have to keep an eye on for. And if you have a healthy Cam Newton, and I'm, and, and, and I'm banking on he stays healthy this year, they're a playoff team. And so I'm saying they will overperform this year. All right. So my mine because of this thing of cannibalizing each other, um, there's gonna be some 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 extra wins in there. And so the team I think might overperform or outperform expectations because I just believe in this guy as a coach is Tampa Bay. They had five wins last year. I think. You know, because oh, in this division, we're talking about a game or two. Like in some of the other divisions, we've got to be talking about big swings. So this is like you're getting a little bit of your market share in this division. So, you know, I'm looking at Tampa probably get seven wins, which would be good for them. And that would say they're moving in the right direction. They have some big wins that they're not supposed to get. They have some struggles that, you know, they'll just miss something, whatever it is, might be early in the season. But I think the way this early part of the season that's up, I think, allows for Arians to do the kind of teaching and regrouping that he'll need to do to get them through some of those tough wins. And um, it, 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 and they're going to beat a couple of these other teams that will do some of the things that we're talking about. So that's why I think Tampa Bay, you know, what my theme about Jameis having a breakout year, um, like the young had Atlanta as a team, you know, I think Tampa – uh, might be that team. I think they're retooling on defense. Uh, but I think, you know, Arians know how to build winners. And I think that, um, you know, if, if you, the biggest job he has is to keep James focused. I think he can do that. I think he knows how to communicate with him. He knows how to build a rapport. And James has the ability, if he's focused, he could be a, he could be a major breakout. Um, and his arrow is going up, whereas Mariota, his arrow is going down. If you think about them being linked, um, you know, I think this, this is going to be an interesting thing. So that's why I picked uh, Tampa Bay. We look at final standings, and maybe I'll just I'll start with the final standings, um, and then we'll go around. Um, y'all said some really good things, and my theme is crazy because the way I, I kind of started out with the most important player, I think, to a team in the division, um, and then they, you, you got you got. You've got the uh, 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 riverboat, what is it, <laughs> Rivera, whatever it is they call it, uh, taking chances on everything. Uh, I got a Carolina winning, New Orleans coming in second, Tampa in third, mm. and Atlanta in fourth. Now, that, those two could flip. I think it'll be very close. Um, but just with Darnell, as Darnell was talking, I would have changed this thing all the way around just to listen to him talk. I mean, he makes a good point. I was about to switch this thing up. I got to think of what I had. Um, I I think my only thing about Atlanta, I think Atlanta might have a huge year, but they have some losses with the only coach who's on the hot seat. Now, yep. Rivera could be on the hot seat. But the thing about this league is, when you start getting that momentum going in the wrong direction on you, no matter how, like there's stuff that just crumbles. And I don't know if they got anybody in the locker room strong enough to right the ship. That's my only problem with them. 
is that I don't know if they got anybody in the locker room strong enough to get them going in the right direction. I don't always see Matt Ryan as that kind of leader. And you, we talked about how they're starting their season out, and I just think that's the part that's tough about them. And, but they could easily end up in first. So I'm this this is I could be totally wrong about this, and so I would be okay with that. All right, let me go to Hank. What do you have for the rankings, and then we'll go to Darnell. Okay, so, yeah, I, you know what? I'm sticking with New Orleans playoff, until, until, until further notice. Are, are the, top teams for me. The, the playoff teams okay, are the top teams. Carolina and New Orleans. Go ahead. Huh? What you yeah, I'm here. I said, I said, I'm going with New Orleans to to win the division. I said, until further notice, I just think that this team. You just got through saying something that 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 I can use in this argument, and that's leadership in that locker room. And what greater leader have you got in the locker room than Drew Brees, who's going to constantly remind his team, as well as him and Sean Payton, you know, been together for as long as they have. There's something to be said about that. And again, to go back to how this how this happened last year, and, and Sean Payton's been around the block a little bit, and we'll look and see, okay, what happened last year that we didn't get get it done, okay? Which is, again, I'm looking at Alvin Kamara that be a little bit more uh, of an influence in the offense this year. Secondly, I'm going with Carolina. Okay, I think that defense is good enough, and and, and and it travels. I think Cam Newton stays healthy, and I think they're going to go ahead, and I think they get a wild card spot. Now, this third piece is going to be extremely interesting, and that's going to be the Atlanta Falcons. And like I said before, that's that start of the schedule is feast of famine. Now, the thing is, with this division, and as strong as it is, and, and whoever eats up whoever else, this could be another playoff spot for the Atlanta Falcons, even finishing third in the division. Okay, it's but but a couple of things have to break. I said that I thought they may have a fall off season simply because of the schedule, but that doesn't mean they might not be able to pull off uh, a playoff spot, even just because of uh, head-to-head competition. And then finally, I, I finish it up with Tampa Bay. Until further notice, again, uh, James Winston is going to have to show that he's just out a basket case off the field to the point where he can actually be a leader on the field and not keep that, not take that team down the toilets with him. That's the one thing about him is that what he does on the field sometimes, sometimes his idiosyncrasies just get in the way to the point where, you know, it, you know you don't know where he's coming from. Now he, we're going we gonna to eat we gonna eat a W. I mean, come on, just, 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 just grow up a little bit and be the quarterback you're supposed to be. But until further notice, uh, in this division, uh, Tampa Bay brings up the rear. <laughs> I ain't going to argue with you. I ain't going to argue with you on that one. There ain't nothing to argue with you. The facts are the facts. All right, Darnell. All right, so as much as they change, they also can stay the same. So my standing, I have the the NFC top standing being exactly the same as last year. I have New Orleans State number one. I have Atlanta uh, number two, Carolina number three, and uh, Tampa Bay number four. But my reasoning is um, I believe both of these teams outside of Tampa Bay are going to have a very solid season. But uh, New Orleans, they have a lot of – they have just too many weapons, man. They have Drew Brees, first ballot Hall of Famer. Better not question it. You have um, Hank's um, breakout player this year. In my opinion, Alvin Kamara already broke out. He's a, he's a bona fide star already in the game, in my opinion. He's one of the best receiving backs in the game. The perfect set with Drew Brees in the offense. You have Pant Dog Mike, number one three out of Ohio State. He is um, a top five receiver, in my opinion, 
There's just so much talent. And on the other side of the field, you you have um, Marshawn Lattimore. He's a really good corner. You have um, you have a very good secondary, and that's another thing you're going to need in the game of football nowadays because a lot of teams pass a lot. And especially when you're going up against the, the NFC, where you're, you're going to have to run into – actually, never mind. I was going to say. Yeah, especially um, in the NFC, but where you're going to run into these teams with, like, Aaron Rodgers and guys like that, you're going to need a good secondary. So that's going to be my number one team. Number two, Atlanta, like I said earlier, Atlanta's going to have a breakout season as long as they can stay healthy. Um, they're built to succeed in this league. And I believe Atlanta is going to be a wild card team. I don't want to. I don't want to bash on Carolina because I believe they're going to be a, they're going to be a solid team too. But somebody has to face them third. And so they're they're my third team in Tampa Bay. Hey, they're the default last team. So um, that's my standards for this year. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, you. Yeah, I mean, your 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 picks are you know right on. Uh, you know, right, right on time. So I mean, this is, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if any one of our uh, predictions uh, come true. Come true. As I looked at this, this was just because there are gaps for some reason or something with some of these teams. They, they have uh, faults, and then they have high ceilings <laughs> that. My hand hurt looking at it. And, uh, you know, the first one we did, I was like, okay, I can kind of see the stuff form. Looking at this group, my head was hurt. So, yeah, it, it, this is – but that's how they jam, man. If you think about it for the past 10 years, man, they – you know, New Orleans has kind of been a consistent thing since they've been there. But, like, you know, this thing flipped a number of times uh, over season. So, it's going to be exciting to see how this stuff – Works and we're we're gonna keep recording. We're gonna make our way west. We're gonna go west, y'all, to the west coast. Somebody call Snoop. Let them know we're in the neighborhood. We're gonna go west, y'all, to check out and see what's happening over there in the NFC West. And when we look at just the overall quick rankings, the the Rams are most rankings. uh, Are ranked number two or three, depending on where where you are. It's current ranking. I was looking at they're ranked number two. Um, and they were 13-3 last year, obviously lost in the Super Bowl. Uh, they're over under 10.5 wins this year uh, uh, here. And when you look at the, their schedule, um, it's, it's ranked as the 20th uh, uh, overall in terms of difficulty. Uh, when you look at um, some of the things that uh, uh, are, are probably easy about the schedule is how they close. Uh, I think they close against the 49ers and the Cardinals. Uh, Dave McFay is uh, was four and zero against those two teams last year. He's been seven one overall. The, the only loss coming to the 49ers in 2017 uh, when they sat their starters because they had already made the playoffs. Uh, but they do have a stretch run here uh, that is, is you know when they're coming out of a, uh, a week nine bye, they play at uh, uh, Pittsburgh. They play the Bears in week eleven. They play the Ravens in week twelve. They play at the Cardinals, who by that time will probably be a little better team. And they play uh, they play the Seahawks at home, you know. So they got to you know you know going from uh, like uh, week ten to week fourteen coming out of that bye, they got to be ready to cook um, because the Steelers could be a different team at, by that point. Uh, then they got to play the Bears and the Ravens 
theoretically, those could be three top seven defenses they face coming out of the box. And if Seattle's any way they got to do, they could be. That could be another. Those could be all top ten defenses coming out. So they, they got a stretch run there that they got that they uh, have to be prepared for. And it appears that uh, 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 we, we somehow might have a book on them given their Super Bowl performance. So you got Seattle. Seattle has the 12th uh, rank uh, 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 power ranking. Uh, they won 10 games last year. Uh, they, they're over under is 8.5, obviously, led by Russell Wilson uh, in the crew. Uh, and um, we look at their schedule. They have the seventh most difficult schedule this year. Um, when you look at it, um, they uh, probably their run. They play the Cardinals in Week 16, and 49ers in Week 17 um, is a, kind of a stretch that they have um, in terms of how they're closing the season. It's almost like the Rams and all these. They're kind of doing divisional uh, uh, kinds of games in that time of the year, and so. Uh, but depending on how these two teams are, this could be more difficult uh, for them. Uh, the, the the roughest part of it is. You know, even though they have, you know, kind of the, the best home field advantage, uh, they have the week uh, in November. I think they go uh, from November 3rd until December 21st. Uh, they they, they uh, only play, like, one home game, I believe, in that stretch, um, including the bye. So they got the 49ers. They got a bye, and they're at the Eagles. They play the Vikings, and they're at the Rams, and they're at the Panthers. Uh, that could be a tough run for them down the stretch uh, looking at. And then San Francisco has a, a, a 22nd in terms of power ranking. They were 4-12 and 12 last year. The over-under is eight wins this year. Um, and so, um, you know, they got a lot of stuff. They're still trying to build that organizational culture uh, through the draft. They're still trying to get those pieces together. They got Guapolo coming back um, after injury. Um, and so they're hoping that their arrow is going up uh, with this. Uh, they had a 24th ranked uh, defense um, uh, here right now, and so uh, you know on, on paper they have a stretch in, uh, in, in the beginning of the season where they play the Buccaneers at home and they play the Bengals in week two to kind of get started. You know, that's that could be a way to get healthy, and that could be heartburn. We'll see what that looks like. And then they got their rough stretch that they have. Now this is one they're gonna come out of Thanksgiving. I hope they ate well because they got a Thanksgiving run that would make you burp up. They got to play the Packers in week 12. They got to play at the Ravens. They got to play at the Saints. They got to play the Falcons. They got to play the Rams. They got to play at Seahawks. I mean, as, 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 as uh, 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 Michael uh, 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 said when he talked about his, his Dallas Cowboys, Irvin, Christmas is going to be over. <laughs> But they, they given for them with this stretch run. Oh my goodness! I I look at that stretch run. I'm like, Woo, this could be a, this could be a long one. And then we got Arizona, a team led by the supermodel who with an under 500 record. They were three and 13 last year. They're over under is five wins. Um, look, 17th most difficult schedule. Let me just say this: I don't know if they have an easy or a rough stretch. I'm gonna say they've got a stretch, but they're. I don't even want to talk about the easy stretch because they they. They play at the Bengals, the Falcons, and at the Giants. I don't know if that's easy for the team. They got no easy stretches. And the difficult stretch is they got to play the Rams in week 13, the Steelers in week 14, the Browns in week 15, at the Seahawks in week 16, 
They got the Rams. They got at the Rams at week 17. I hope Kyler Murray got some extra insurance for that body because he's going to need it. All right, so that's what we're talking about, guys. You know, this is the West. This is uh, a division that has some emerging teams that we are clear, uh, but you got some teams that are trying to build their organizational culture. Um, when you're looking at um, who's going to have kind of who's going to be like the most important player to their team in division, let me start with you, Darnell. Who do you say is the most important player to their team in division in the NFC West? I got Russ, the one-man band on offense. But um, Russ, um, to Mr. Triple Double, Russell Westbrook, I mean, um, Russell Wilson, <laughs> I got to <laughs> I gotta wake up, my man. But, um, yeah, Russell Wilson, he's the floor general. He is um, one of the best leaders in the NFL. He's a strong arm quarterback, very elusive, has great accuracy. He is um, the most important player to his team because he has a young um, young receiver core. You got Tyler Lockett. You have uh, DK Metcalf coming in. Hopefully, he can make some noise. A running game, which was surprisingly very well, surprisingly one of the best um, running attacks in the league last year. But um, he plays a part in that as well. And so I say Russell Wilson. Is going to be my most important player. Okay. Okay. All right, Hank. I'm going. I'm going different again. I'm going to say Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. This was the quarterback that was supposed to help to bring San Fran's uh, back, and he was injured all last season. Garoppolo is a great quarterback. There was a lot of riff when uh, he was traded out to uh, San Francisco. Okay, uh, it's, it's been told that Bill Belichick was not happy that he left. He was supposed to have been the heir apparent to Tom Brady. So, you know, he gets out there, he blows out his knee, so now he's healthy. All right. Uh, and, and San Francisco is one of those kind of teams, you know, that that, that they're not as terrible as their as their, as their uh uh, record indicates, but without a quarterback, we already know that this league it just don't get it done. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does now that he's healthy, uh, that knee holds up, and and he is clearly the most important player on on that on that team. So I, I'm going with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, you know, I'm going with Sierra Sierra's husband, uh, Russell Wilson, former Badger. Uh, like you said, Mr. Do It Everything. Um, got an amazing video out there. Thank you, young, for sending that video to me, you know, demonstrating his leadership, bringing his group together, uh, creating space at the crib, got the workouts going. Uh, you know, Russell going to remind you why he's Russell. Uh, but if he goes down, thankfully, if he goes down, they might have a season like the Lions had that one year. That's how much you know, I don't know who the backup is. I don't even want to know. Uh, but he, everything goes through him, almost like Drew Brees. Uh, yeah, Russell Wilson is, is my most important player in the division. But I, I can see the, uh, the, um, the 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 Garoppolo thing is important because he got hurt, they went down. But we still don't know how great he is. Is he great or what? Is that mirror? Is he consistent? But we know what Russell's done over the years. We know what he's meant. Um, and now with all those guys out of the locker room, we're dominating defense with – 
with the uh, comments going with this, as he saluted everybody on his way off the field. He's officially out of there, and, and it's kind of turning over and becomes really being Russell's team. Um, I, I'm I'm uh, uh, going with him. All right, the, the players who have a breakout season. Who, who do you think will have a breakout season? You know what? It's funny that y'all pick Russell uh, Wilson because the breakout player I think was going to be T.K. Metcalf because I just believe that uh, Russell is going to find that young man. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because I think, first of all, I liked him at Ole Miss. Okay, I loved him at Ole Miss. So I'm, I'm thinking that you know Russell going. He 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 never had that. That since since that one one that receiver he had, um, that he could just go to. You know when he when he breaks out the pocket. Now he's got him a, a nice tall receiver that can get downfield with good hands. Um. And, and and I think he's going. I think that young man. He, he's going to be a rookie of the year candidate simply because of Russell Wilson. We're gonna move you down there. I ain't gonna say my name. I thought I was gonna drop one on y'all. Hank was all up in my home with the mask. Oh, you were gonna Go say on, that? Man. I'm done. I'm done. He was all up in my Kool Aid. <laughs> oh no! Is that reaction? Is that reaction? Oh, here's the thing. Good mind, Great minds think alike. We've seen that offense over the years, okay? And and he, yeah. he you know, he's got to have him a receiver get better because he's going to break the pocket, okay? And Metcalf fills that role, fills that role very well. Yeah, that's that's a great pick. It's like it's like that late in the, late in the fantasy football draft, you will get that sneaky pick, like you you'll get a DK a DK Metcalf kind of or a Metcalf kind of guy. And you hold him in your queue, and all of a sudden he, you look up, he's gone. Somebody took him, mm-hmm. and you just you want you, you typing into the messenger, cussing everybody out. That's how I felt when you said that. I was like, I'm gonna drop some knowledge on these cats. And Hank was like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Now you ain't the other way got some knowledge, brother. That's it, man. And you said you summed it up. All right, who who you got, youngie? I got Kyler Murray. Um, NFL teams okay. haven't necessarily got him, got to look at him yet. He um, he is a lot like Russell Wilson, and, and not to think about it, because he has heavy, he's heavy accurate. He has the baseball player swag, kind of like a Patrick Mahomes, where he can throw the ball from different angles. He's very athletic. He can he can get outside the pocket and move. If the if the line's protection isn't doing a, doing a good enough job. And he has a veteran um, receiver, uh, and Larry Fitzgerald, that's going to be able to teach him a lot of things. And um, he's going to—he's a very consistent guy. He's very—he's um, going to be that safety blanket where, hey, it's third and five, and I need—you know—I need a security blanket to get the ball to. I can get it to Larry. So um, I think he's going to have a big rookie season, similar to what we had with. Um, Robert Griffin the third, but um, um, of course I hope um, all health to him and that he remains healthy and can finish the season. But my um, breakout player is going to be um, Kyler Murray. Well, Hank already said mine, so we'll move on to uh, the team that has underscored underperformed expectations. I'll start with that one. Um, I think he's going to be the Forty ers and part of it is. Um, I don't know if Guapolo is going to stay healthy. 
You know, I just don't know. I think they're going to be competitive in every game. Um, I think they got good pieces around them. I just think uh, he's going to be injury prone. I just feel like he's going to have, I mean, coming back from ACL and how smooth that's going to be, and he could surprise me. But I think, I think, I think, I think, I think their breakout year for the 49ers will be next year if they can stay patient. Yeah, I think this year they'll be competitive in every game. They'll battle. They'll lose some games. I don't know if he'll play all 16. But I think, and also I think he's just going to be recovering this year, coming back from ACL injuries. Just, it takes it takes some time just to recover. Um, and he, he also has a little bit of mobility uh, when he needs to. Uh, but I just think um, uh, that 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 uh, they, I think they're a year away from their year. And I just think they're going to have some growing pains and some hard losses. But they're going to be, they're going to be competitive in every game. But they can stay with it. I think their breakout year is next year. Uh, Darnell, who do you have uh, who will underperform expectations? This team. We're, we're talking about the well, NFC you took mine West as well. here. Well. Mike. What? Uh, you took, yeah, you took mine just like insecure. So I was going to go with 49 as well for the same reason. And um, you can you can probably fit the pattern in my pick for the upcoming team. Football is the game. It is a marathon, not a sprint. It is a marathon and not a sprint. It's a war of attrition. So um, it's it's easy to look at teams in the summer and say, okay, this team's going to be great. But um, the team that can finish the marathon, the team that can be standing and healthy at the end of the season, do the team that has the best chance of winning. So if you have a team that the best players may not be um, – available at the end of the season, that's going to be very detrimental to their success. So I'm going to go with the 49ers. Good, 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 good addition to the remarks. I mean, you could, I couldn't add those icing on to uh, Hank's stuff. I knew you were going to add icing on the mom. All right, Hank. <laughs> Listen, um, this one is easy. I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, they, if you're saying they projected like five wins, I don't see how they get two. They only have like three wins. Huh? What they go out for? I mean, I mean, the thing about it is, I'm looking at their schedule, and you got to tell me outside of the Detroit Lions and maybe the New York Giants who they're going to beat. I mean, their schedule is brutal for a team to to have. Huh? Maybe I mean, I mean, you're starting a rookie quarterback. You got Kirk Kings, but here, listen to me. You're starting a rookie quarterback. Man, you got Kirk King, Kings Bay as your as your, as your coach. Now you got you got a rookie coach. You got a rookie quarterback. Okay, uh, and, and 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 like I said, you started at home with the Lions. That might be win one. I don't see another win for this team until they get to maybe week seven, and that's on the road against the Giants. Okay, I don't see them beating the Giants in New York. I don't know who this team is going to be. So if you're saying okay, they had three wins last year, this could be a one in fifteen team. Now, yeah, Kyler Murray is going to be very exciting to watch if he don't get killed. Okay, let's 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 not, let's not uh, kid ourselves here. All right, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald is a is, is a great wide receiver, but Larry Fitzgerald is in the twilight of his career. All right, and and this team right now in this division. They're not going to win any division games. Who are they going to beat? Okay. Um, but I just don't see – and if Jimmy Garoppolo broke both of his legs are better than this team. I don't see how this team wins uh, two football games this year. 
So we're going to underachieve on three loss for a three win season from last year. I think they I think they regress, and I don't think that their coach uh, is NFL caliber anyway. So you tell me you don't believe in the, the model with the, uh, uh, less than five hundred winning percentage. Look, he was getting he was getting he was getting Pat Mahomes hurt. Okay, Pat Mahomes. The best thing Pat Mahomes could have did for Texas Tech was graduate. Okay, I'm serious right now. I mean, I mean, he was he he. The good case, but listen, when you get fired, okay, and you got to sell five hundred, and and the team that you that you got fired from is your alma mater. Okay, he was a quarterback. Okay, so don't come telling me. I mean, this don't bode well for the college. He didn't just overnight. Oh, I can I can coach now. No. I hope he doesn't get. I hope he doesn't get Kyler Murray hurt. I'm serious. <laughs> okay, so we have debated the official on this one. All right, we are going to teams that are going to overperform. I'll start with this one. Having said all of that, Hank, having said everything I'm going to say, in the year of Trump, where they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and in Arizona, I think the Cardinals will outperform. Meaning, I think they're going to get fired. Oh, have mercy. And uh, and to justify that crazy hot, because everything you say, I would wish for. We just ain't that lucky. We just not that lucky, man. And the reason why I realize we're not that lucky, I'm just gonna say they gonna do it. Now, everything you say, you know, is he gonna get to the finish line healthy? All that other stuff, we hope. But I just think. It just ain't in the cards for us to be right. This guy just gonna blow. Somehow they're gonna, they gonna people have enough wins to justify why they hired him, and I think five would do it. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna they're gonna overperform, outperform expectations. All right, Darnell. My team, no lie, is the Los Angeles Rams. You're saying, how can they overperform expectations? I think you said, oh, Hank said the Cardinals might go 1 and 15. Shoot, the Rams might go 15 and 1. They might go 14 and 2. I see the Rams being an excellent team this year. They added Clay Matthews. They added Eric Weddle on the defensive side. They've, uh, um, they've solidified the problem that they had against the Patriots in that game. Um, you're still getting Garrett Goff back with more years of experience. You still have the best player in the league in Aaron Donald. I'm feeling very good about the um, Los Angeles Rams season this year. I, I think the only problem is the quarterback, and, and can Cup stay healthy? Because when Cup was out the field, he lost his confidence. That was security blanket. But I like I yeah. like the Clay Baptist pickup. He was actually going to be, uh, I was going to say I was going to uh, open it up with uh, the return of the Mac because he was going he was going I think because he played Aaron Donald you go out to single block him he gonna have a he, he have a huge year. So I thought he, I was going to say I was going to have him as my breakout year person. Honestly, so I love I love that pick. I was going to have Clay Baptist. I went to Metcalf. I should have gone play Matthews because I know Hank was going to blow my cup. I, I, I should have gone play Matthews. I like I like your observation around it. Will they get 14 wins? That could be true. They could do that, especially if the Cardinals are which uh, what we, uh, Hank said they're going to be. That's just some wins. They, yeah, that's 7-1 <laughs> against those teams. 
And, uh, yeah, he hasn't lost the Cardinals. So, it doesn't look like he's going to lose to him this year. So, uh, that, that's, that's an interesting, interesting, interesting observation. All right, Hank, who you got? I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm, see, I, I like the grit of the Seahawks. Seahawks. Plus, I think their schedule early on helps them get some momentum. You know, you look at their schedule, they start with Cincinnati. You know, then they got to go to Pittsburgh. Um, and then, you know, they, they got New Orleans at home, and then they got the Cardinals before they got to go into uh, so they play the Rams. So I think they got a chance to get some momentum, and they finished the season off really good. Now, I just think that, you know, we get a chance to see uh, Russell Wilson and, and, and T.K. Metcalf do their thing. But when I look at the rest of the division, um, I think the, that the why I think that uh, Garoppolo is going to be um, – the, uh, 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 an important cog to the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I don't see them. But I see pretty much a push with them from last year to this year. Uh, uh, but I, and I, again, I think the Cardinals are going to be worse. So I, and, and, and it's, look here, it's just that's that's house money when you're talking about the Rams. All right, everybody knows that they're, they're the cream of, of of that division. So I, I'm I'm looking at what I think is going to be an improvement. And I think it's going to be the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, I think that when we get to the uh, get to the final standings, which we're about to go to, uh, you, you'll, you'll see that I might concur. So you look at the RG one, Mike. We are uh, doing our uh, NFL preview. Uh, we start out in our, our previous podcast with the NFC East. Tonight we've been looking at the NFC South and the NFC West, and we are uh, going through questions, looking at who is uh, who's the most important player in the division. Uh, who's going to have a breakout season, who's going to underperform or outperform expectations in terms of teams. And now we're getting to the final standings and teams that we think are going to be playoff teams. Uh, we're going to work all the way through each division. Um, and uh, then at the end, because we have a number of teams that we think are playoff eligible, uh, we're going to be talking about who, goes, who we think is going to win the division again and who we may think might be those wild card teams. Uh, we'll get to the conference champions, Super Bowl champs, and those kind of things. So we, we're kind of working towards something. So thank you for coming on the ride with us. Uh, again, this is uh, RSG One Mike. Uh, you're here with Darnell, Devon, and Hank going over this. Uh, if you want to catch our podcast and catch the previous ones that we've done and the pre, uh, what we do with the NFC East, all you got to do is go to realsportsguys.com, hit on the podcast tab, and you'll see the shows right there. We'll keep it populated. If you want to keep up with us, just go there. You can listen to the most recent shows or you can go back into the archives. All right, I'll start with the final standings. We'll go to Darnell, we'll end with Hank, and then from there, you know how we got to do it. Hank is going to have to drop the mic after we, after we have some discussion here. All right, my final standings. Hank made a good case here, and I'm, I'm believing. Because one of the things I said in my opening, uh, if you look at it historically, the team that has lost the Super Bowl, tends to have a hangover. Some of them don't even make the playoffs. Uh, I don't think Atlanta made the playoffs after that disastrous showing they made the next year. Um, there, there is a hangover because you've worked so hard to get to the top of the mountain. I, but I think McFay is – one of the things I think might make him a great coach is I think he understands the psychology of a team, and I think he's going to mitigate that. But I don't think he's going to mitigate that too much. And I think there might be some adjustments. I think this year, golf is going to have to really – for them to win 14 games, golf is going to have to start playing like uh, Russell. 
he's going to have to have more on his shoulders because I think they're going to do more things defensively because I think people saw what was happening um, uh, with the Patriots, and and he's about to carry some things for them to do it. I think he eventually will figure that out um, and, and make it happen, but until then, I think Seattle's going to win. I think the, the, the Seahawks are finally Russell's team without that kind of um, division in the locker room where you had the Legion of Doom and then you had Russ over there. I think Russ has got his handprint on a little bit more on this team now. Um, you know, I think that um, they have done some things um, to sure up their defense enough. You know, I think um, they hear all the stuff on the streets. But, uh, I think they're highly motivated. Uh, but I think Seattle will find a way to win those games. I think a lot of it is that I think Russ just has better offensive weapons. I think they sure up the offensive line. Uh, as uh, the youngest pointed out, the running game I think going to be a very important part of this. But I think adding uh, Metcalf as a receiver, adding some of those guys that I think are bigger and stronger who can who can catch in traffic and, um, uh, you know, really ease up Russ's job, I think going to make all the difference in the world. Um, and, so, and, you know, he, and he could deliver in the fourth quarter. He, he, he come back. You keep it close, he's going to deliver. And then I think the Rams, uh, for all the reasons that, you know, um, was pointed out here, I think the Rams are still – I just think they're going to have some headache there. It's just they got to they shake off this Super Bowl loss. And people think that's just shook off. But I think they're going to have a little adjustment, but then I think they're going to go on a run. I don't think it's going to be enough to win the division, but I think they might be fighting for that first, uh, you know, high seed kind of um, uh, wild card position. And they could easily go for a run off of that. Uh, so you know, for them to be successful, I don't think they need to have, you know, home field throughout the playoffs. I think they got the kind of team that can travel. But I think it's going to take a while to kind of pull those together, meaning that, you know, they might they might knock a couple games. I mean, they could have 11 wins and see how they have 12. You know, I think it could be something like that. And then you got the 49ers. I think they're going to have a decent season. But I think they're just going to have some headaches. I think, you know, whether Garoppolo can prove that he can stay healthy if he – he gets hurt, I think that might cost him a couple of losses. Or if he's out a game or two, they might cost him a couple of losses. And I just think it'll get him in that seven-win kind of scenario, maybe six, seven-win scenario, where they could have had nine wins. They just had circumstances that cost him two wins. And then the Cardinals, I think the Cardinals will be much improved. I, I don't believe it's going to be like Hank said. I just don't think as much as I'm with for it, as much as, you know, we see what happened with Captain Dick and, there should be some justice somewhere, and this guy just got put. It's just the way. To, it's just the way the world's working right now. You know, we got Trump as president, uh, and we got a coach that was 500 and got fired by his alma mater, and I think he's gonna get five minutes, so folks can justify that hire and and forget the Rooney Rule. I just think that's gonna play. I'm just gonna. I don't want to be so disappointed with it. I'm just gonna call it right now, so I'll be okay with it when I see it. So that's how I see it. All right, we'll go to Darnell. So number one, obviously, for me, is going to be um, the Rams. Because, like I said, I believe they're going to have, have a very good season coming up. Um, they did lose the Super Bowl. The um, Super Bowl hangovers, they are real. But uh, I believe this is a young group, and they're hungry. So I believe they're going to be right back to work. They have a chip on their shoulder. and But the only um, the only hiccup for me is, what in the world is going on with Todd Gurley? So, um, yeah. if 
if he can be on the field, he can be healthy. That's a big if. But if he's right, I see the Rams um, easily running one of the divisions. And number two, going to be Seattle. Um, like you guys said, DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, that's going to be a good um, a good pairing to watch in the future. You have um, you still have Bobby Wagner, which is um, either he's either one or he's either number one or number two best middle linebacker in the league. And you um, the question mark for the Seahawks is how does the defense respond to not having Earl back there? When you like um, I know in basketball, every time on the draft you hear quote. Is this guy the next Michael Jordan? Is this guy the next LeBron James? Is this the guy the next such and such? But in the NFL, a lot of GMs are looking for the next Earl Thomas because in this league, he really would love to have a guy that can uh, that can play center field, go from one sideline to the other sideline, just reading it like a like a center fielder. And um, the Earl Thomas is the prototype. So um, you losing that guy. So how necessarily do they? Uh, Bounce back for from it. I think uh, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll will have an answer, but we just got to see what it is. So my third team is going to be. Oh, this is this is a hard one. Um, I'm going to say the Cardinals because I think Kyler Murray is going to have a um, a breakout year because Kyler Murray he's a very talented player. Like people always say, it's a quarterback league, so. A guy as talented as um, Tyler Murray, I believe, he can carry them to, I think, about like six or seven wins probably. And then uh, my fourth team is going to be the 49ers. The 49ers, they, they are a very young team as well, a lot of young players. Um, Nick Bosa can um, add more stability to their um, defensive line. You have um, – you have new receivers of all different types. You have Debo Samuel. You have um, Jalen Hurd. That used to be a running back at um, Tennessee, but he's he's a converted wide receiver. That's interesting to see how that's going to play out. But um, Forty Nine is going to be my team in last place. I don't necessarily see them being a horrible team, but they're a young team at the next level. That's a great point, and that was one of the reasons why. You know, you, you got Bozo. You got a lot of young talent. They're gonna be scrappy. You got you got to beat them, right? I believe you got to beat them. Right. You know, but in this league, you've got to be able to make plays down the stretch. And, you know, they got Kittle. They got some playmakers, but there's gonna be some plays where those things are just gonna be taken away by you know better defenses. You know, defense is gonna be better. It's gonna make a better play. And it's not that they're not, but you gonna have to beat them. And so I don't think they'll get blown out of the game. Um, but like you said, I, I believe they're a year away. I think I think their kind of team is going to go from like five, six wins before you know they're going to have ten or eleven. You know, it's just going to be they're going to explode. Um, I think they're setting that up if everybody's patient. You still there? Yeah, I'm still there. You hear? Hello. Were you able to hear me? You sound like you in the get though. <laughs> <laughs> That was the gun, though. All right, ain't going in here. Okay. Well, first of all, if the, if, 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 uh, if the young 
uh, lost contact. He definitely lost contact with them last two picks. But I'm going to go with – we're going to stay on task here. First of all, yeah, I think the Rams are, are the toast of the division. And, and unlike Atlanta, we, we, we talk about Super Bowl hangovers. Atlanta was winning that Super Bowl. And they lost, and and they and they lost it badly. It's a game in which they choked it away. Okay, um, when when we looked at the Rams, the Rams was never winning the Super Bowl. They never won. They did not have a good performance against the Patriots, and thus they did not. They not. They didn't win. Okay, it's different when a team uh, was winning and losing, and then loses at the end. That causes a, what I would call a hangover versus a team. That didn't either either didn't perform well or was not winning the game. You look at uh, the New England Patriots when they played against the the, um, the Eagles. The Eagles just totally outplayed them, and they came back and won it the next year. The Rams are going to be that kind of team. They're an immensely talented team. They have one of the most feared front end front lines in the NFL. Okay, and, and as Darnell said, you have to wonder what's going on with Todd Gurley. And that running game has got to get going on because their backup back now is playing with the Detroit Lions. So that's going to be you know, what kind of running game? Because you're going to have to leave it up to Jared Goff. That could cause some problems. But that being said, this team is still immensely talented, and I think they take the take the West. Secondly, you're going to have the uh, Seattle uh, Seahawks, and, and Russell Wilson is still there. And Russell Wilson with with TK Metcalf and with that defense, they're going they're going to. Um, they're going to be right on the edge of the playoffs, in my opinion. I think that, you know, they, they've got to win some tough games on the road. Or they've got some tough games at home, but they've got the quarterback, they, and they've got the quarterback that can make the plays. So I look for them to be right there, you know, fighting for a playoff spot. I'm looking like a 9-7 uh, sort of team, and, and, and they, they, they might need some help. But that's the kind of team the Seattle Seahawks has been the last several years. And then also, you know, you look at – um, once they get in, they can make a run. We've seen that before, um, but and that's the, that's what I see with this team. But you have just for what you said, uh, Devon, the San Francisco 49ers. This is a very, very, very um, talented young team. We didn't even mention Nick Bosa, you know, uh, in 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 this conversation. Okay, he's going to be an impact player for that defense as well as Jimmy Garoppolo coming back. And and this team has some talent. They got some guns. They're, they're scrappy. Okay, so this is why I picked them to be third. Now, I don't, I don't expect them to make a playoff spot. I, I think they got a few more holes they need to fill, but yet and still, you're not going to make me believe that they are, they're, 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 they are uh, uh, less talented than the final team, the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm just shocked that because you've got one player, nobody can mention anybody else outside of the name of uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald on this team. That Kyler Murray is going to will this team to five wins. Hell, the coach couldn't wear the Texas Tech Red Raiders to five wins in college football with Pat Mahomes. I'm just trying to tell you right now, it's it's going to be another rough season. I know we want to we want to believe in Kyler Murray, and we have every reason to believe in Kyler Murray. But Kyler Murray, one man does not make an NFL team, especially a rookie. Okay, so I think that that team is going to struggle to win. I believe they're going to beat the Detroit Lions. Okay, on the opening day, but outside of that, I don't know what other wins they're going to have. It's going to be a rough season, but I think again, you look at the Rams, and 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 the Rams. I think you know they clinch the division, playoff spot. Then Seattle, I think it's going to be a nine and seven team. It's going to need some help. Well, let me let me let me let me just. I, I got. 
got to make a comment on that. Cause, look, I've been I've been critical of the hires, but the hires been made in Arizona. But when you look at their team, they they got to think about defensively. You got Chandler Jones, you got Jordan Hicks. Uh, they uh, they got uh, we just had Young, and even though he's hurt, uh, Swanger. Um, you got Patrick Peterson. Um, you got you got you got Terrell Suggs, and if you have, if you spend time around the Raiders camp, what he does for a locker room in terms of keeping the locker room focused, you know he's coming home. Um, you got the people you got the people there holding that locker room accountable. But then when you go on when you go on the, uh, on the on the uh, on the offensive side, you got David Johnson, Chris Gerald, Christian Kirk um, out of Texas A and M, right? Great receiver. Uh, can, you still got you got Kevin White as the backup over there. Uh, you got Charles Clay, a good tight end. We're talking about a young quarterback. So they're, they're not without talent. They're putting that line back together. So they're not a team without talent. However, what you said right is the coach is not proven, and that's part of what we got we got to look at. But they got some players, so it's not like they're not going to be able to put a good team out there. And they got some dogs in the locker room, and so you know. Does that translate into seven, eight wins? I think mean, you know, Young might be on the high side of those, but that don't that also don't translate into three. So that's all I'm putting out there. But I'm gonna let you drop the mic. This is RG one mic. We gotta go back to the old dog and let him drop the mic. Go on, do your thing. Okay, thank you, dude. Listen, uh, tonight uh, we had the Hall of Fame game, and so it would be remiss we have spent this last uh, few hours talking about football. But I didn't bring up Nick Bonacani. Uh, Hall of Fame linebacker from the famous Miami Dolphins team, the only undefeated team in the NFL, passed away. Nick Bonacani, uh, a linebacker for his time, kind of undersized if he was trying to play in today's NFL. But what Nick Bonacani was known for mostly, his his son, Mark, was uh, paraplegic. And, uh, what, what, and then what Nick Bonacani did was spend his entire life trying to look for a cure and try to work for ways for uh, – for folks to who paralyze people to to have a life to be able to walk again, and he has his own foundation down in Miami. Um, that 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 bears to be mentioning today because again, while we talk about a lot of football and everything, this man had dedicated his entire life after that. Uh, Nick Bonacani passed away today at the age of uh, 68. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Nick. Um, that's one mic for tonight. Uh, peace, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.